deep within a bleak and dismal swamp, hidden beneath its murky waters, lies the headquarters of the most sinister villains of all time. Welcome to the Inept Supervillains Podcast. This is the L joined by... Heister. And Maja. And it, we're recording on a Sunday morning because, you know, life happens and uh, we're drinking st- some bum-ass Stella. Um, what? It's bum. I love Belgian beers. Well, the, the Stella is slumming in my opinion. Oh, wow. Black and bourgeois. Well, okay. <laughs> Black and broke. Why? So. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? Broke wine? Okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, mm. got your bougie brothers and your broke wives. Yeah, it's Sunday morning. Heister, what's yes. the first thing that jumps in your mind when you think Sunday morning? And he thought about it for too long. My yeah, Jay. I thought about it. Um, breakfast? Yeah, okay. First, brunch. Brunch. Yeah, oh, brunch, brunch is good, too. Whenever I think Sunday morning, I think adultery. Oh, okay. I know quite a few songs titled Sunday morning that are about adultery. Oh. Really? Yeah, about either cheating on someone or being cheated on. It's 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 odd. Well, I guess, you know, Sunday, you, your spouse goes to church, you say you're sick, and then... Well, no, it's cheating the night before, then coming home to your other oh. person. Oh. Oh. I like you meant cheating on Sundays. Oh. No. cheating on Sundays. I mean, <laughs> That's definitely a sin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a sin regardless, but... All right, let's get into the show. Um, so, did you guys read that article I sent you from The Economist? Of course yes. not. <laughs> Recently, an opinion piece by someone by the name of who goes by I.K., published by The Economist, suggested that we should get rid of the phrase cultural appropriation. Oh, that's stupid. Uh, it's stemming from the recent Costume Institute of the Metropolitan uh, Museum of Art Gala that they host there every year, okay. where all the big young Hollywood people come out and look great in whatever theme. They've mm-hmm. done, like, Asian themes and right, so right. forth. Yeah. Uh, this year, uh, the theme was... Uh, Heavenly Bodies, Fashion, and Catholic Imagination. Yeah. So they all came dressed like Catholic priests. Yeah. Well. And and popes. And I know stuff. Chadwick Boseman had like a crazy outfit yeah. on. Yeah. They, you see Cardi B's? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think all the black people took it to a whole nother level. But yeah, they, they But they were looking phenomenal, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they like, look great. Donald Glover's outfit was, was, was impressed. Really, the only two I recall seeing were Chadwick's and Cardi's because I really didn't care to look. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those well, events. Where I, 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 I don't care about Hollywood being Hollywood because I honestly don't know what the party's for. Don't they just dress up and walk to in be the, seen? Oh, you just dress up, walk to in, see and, then, and be seen. What happens on the inside? It's one of the uh, equivalents of the. It's like an annual equivalent of the royal wedding. People just yeah. watch to watch. Oh. It, it's a red carpet thing. It's like it, at the Oscars. It's that's like, all it is. I want to go. I wouldn't. I mean, I want to be invited and then be able to be dressed. And, I, I would. I'm probably too old to be invited, uh, but I'd probably go dressed in blue jeans and a t-shirt, no matter what the theme is, and sit at the bar and do shots until I pass out and embarrass everybody that knows me. But that's what I'd pay to see. I'd pay to see. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm not here for well, your bourgeois. That's almost antics. a bucket list thing, though. Yeah. Like getting kicked out of a Hollywood. Oh. With your, shirt, with your shirt up and, and taking a bottle of booze. Yeah, and having the paparazzi take photos of you yeah. while you're getting kicked out. And and TMZ then, is there. And then drop a freestyle. Yeah. I think you can do this. And then you, get, then you get an album from it. Mm. 
and then get into a fight with a former child actor. Yes. Lindsay Lohan. I don't want to fight Lindsay Lohan. She's like eight pounds. Well, you know, it's, it'd be a good fight. <laughs> Although she does seem like she'd be dangerous. No, I think she's a scrapper. Oh, yeah, yeah she definitely is. Oh, yeah. She, she will climb on your back and go saber tooth on you. You're going to lose some flesh. <laughs> you're going to city. You're going to go X23 on you. <laughs> but. The author was wondering why is something like that okay, but celebrating Cinco de Mayo hmm. isn't. Hmm. Well. Uh, well, let me sit there and break down some other nonsense this fucking Okay, because I'm about to say, if you have to ask, you're stupid. Yeah, this is a, this, <laughs> this is a bullshit article. Opinion piece. He also said, they also said some black Americans griped when Elvis Presley filched classic rhythm and blues riffs and sold them back to white mainstream society. This which, bitch said this? Which yeah, he, is yeah. not true. Historically not true. Wait. White, white people had a bigger problem with Elvis than black people did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Black, I mean, white he people, did. He did. Filch our shit. Yeah. And we did complain about that, but it was like... They were late, like... Much later. Yeah, they were the ones... Rock and roll, devil's music. Oh, well, yeah, that's all white folks shit. They basically did everything except call him the N-word. Oh, yeah. okay. And they were, they were burning his records. Yeah, they burned everybody's records. They burned my records. Yeah. And he was also upset about how some school campuses are banning offensive costumes. Well, Good. that's just stupid. Good. They should be. And really, how do you hell you, you even compare these things? I mean, you can't. That's why it's just I, like, it's stupid. Well, I, I, I'm about to give this fuck nuts opinion so then we can all give ours. All right. He says... I haven't even picked a voice for this one yet because I don't know if IK is a male or a female. I'm going to guess they're white. I'm just going to go yeah, and just, I'm, say it's a white guy. I'm going to say it's a white guy. Do you just generic just white based white on some guy. of their... Generic white guy? Generic white guy. Because Christians and white gr- groups are deemed to have power, all manner of barring or parodies is intolerable. And the inverts get a free pass. Nobody is upset when Asians wear European clothes, for instance... That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. What the fuck are European clothes? <laughs> right. You mean, you mean blue jeans? Is it? No, not even blue jeans. I, I love that your your voice for that sounds kind of like droopy. Yeah. <laughs> when it gets mad. You know what? I'm angry. He the, should run for president. The, rem- <laughs> the remedy for this selective application of corporal appropriation label is not its expansion as... This would sweep in all manner of innocuous social interactions, but it's retirement. The phrase stigmatizes. He also, in the article, misspelled stigmatizes. Yeah. The beneficial cultural exchanges that happen in art, music, dance, cooking, and language. The very idea is self-defeating. To declare black culture off-limits to non-black, for example, is segregation. Oh, no. Wrong. The term also fundamentally misunderstands the process for which cultures form and progress. The creolization, which he also spelled wrong, and <laughs> intermixing. Spell check, dude. Spell check. Just it's not really that hard. You should have an editor at the Economist. Yeah. Why did no one read this? Sh- well, no one read this shit. Yeah. <laughs> they got the first sentence. Like, I don't think anybody reads any stupid. of this person shit. To appropriate the words of John Donay. I have no idea who the fuck that is. No culture is an island entirely of itself. Does he mean John Donne, the poet? Is it D-O-N-N-E? Oh, I just spelled, I just said wrong. D-O-N-N-E. Yeah, it's the poet. Why is he quoting that poet? He was appropriating him. That's a white guy from, like, 
five trillion years he, ago. He was he was mocking the phrase appropriate. So, first of all, I would like to say, fuck you to IK. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cinco mocks Mexican culture, not celebrates it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, We live in a country where Trump, ICE, and people are chanting, build a wall. Mm -hmm. And so is wearing a big sombrero and getting blackout, drunk, and stupid and belligerent really a way of celebrating? You have a president who refers to people from Mexico as rapists. And, and most recently, the animals, animals, yeah. And then tried to walk it back. It's like, no, you were talking about all the immigrants. You weren't just talking about the gangs. Mm-hmm. You were mm-hmm. talking about all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nice try, though. Yeah, very nice attempt. A friend of mine, we were online talking about it. I was introduced to this article by a friend of mine who posted it, and I went off. Rightfully <laughs> <laughs> so. In typing form. But one mentioned that, well, the holiday was promoted by Dos Equis, and that's what helped make it uh, a big thing. Yeah. Kind of like the whole Hallmark holiday of... Yeah. This was a Dos Equis holiday. So I guess since Dos Equis is a Mexican company, yeah. that makes it okay. But no. No. No, because Dos Equis is owned by Heineken. Yep. Y- y- y'all know I research every goddamn thing. You do. <laughs> like, I mean... You know. So yeah, that argument is fucking stupid. It's, it doesn't justify any of it because it's not about... If it was about celebrating their culture without dressing up in sombreros and yeah. everything like... Mm-hmm. Racial stereotypes, I can understand that. But that's not what it's about. No, you eat Americanized version of their food. Right. You get drunk and you wear... A sombrero and sometimes a, uh, a mustache. Yeah. It's like, I'm all down I'm down for getting drunk and eating tacos. Any day of the week. Seriously, just, just get drunk and eat tacos. You don't yeah. need a costume. But... Yeah, why, why, why do you gotta be racist on top of it? Yeah, why do I, yeah I was yeah why do they wear costumes during Cinco de Mayo? Is it just it's just just because? Because to, just to be okay because yeah I just I'm like, Mexican today. I just put that two or two together like you don't need to put a sombrero no on to drink on Cinco de Mayo. You could just drink on Cinco de Mayo. You could just drink to, you drink whatever the fuck you want all the tequila and Coronas you wish yeah yeah and eat tacos yeah and and a t shirt with Superman symbol on it and just say oh yeah it's Cinco de Mayo and it'd be the same. The, the S stands for Cinco de Mayo. Yes, the S stands for Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> that's that's, the, that's the, the deleted scene for Man of Steel. <laughs> I'm currently wearing a Superman t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> and on terms of him saying it should be okay to appropriate black culture and yeah. everything, Which, we're, we're being shot by police and police are getting away with it. We can't go to Hobby Lobby, Starbucks, public parks. Airbnbs or take a nap on our school campus without somebody calling the fucking police. And cultural appropriation for black people is not a new thing. That's that's no. a decades, I'll say centuries, centuries old thing. Yeah. The roots of rock music are in, in black music. Yeah. The Rolling Stones are like, yeah, we got all our shit from Muddy Waters. Yeah. And when they, when they talk about griping, it wasn't griping. It was the fact that all those artists were not getting paid. Yeah. No. They weren't getting the right, like, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The woman that wrote that, she wasn't getting paid for that. No. Yeah. They, we, but of course, you know. So that they wasn't don't, what it They was. don't know all these things. But recently, a black man by the name of Rakim Boagon spent five months in jail, arrested on being a, quote, black identity extremist. Okay. He lost his job, his home, his car. While Damn, his car? Yep. While the FBI tried and failed to find something, anything uh, to arrest it. him and charge him with. I get it. See, they, they've they been losing the war on finding white kids. We've been shooting people. So they're like, we got a black one. Let's see if we can find some shit on him. He just, yeah. Well, 
Is that it? I just made that up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it's it's it, it spawned because well he's a social activist, a uh, big proponent of guns, of and, black arming black men, and vocal on social media. Yeah, vocal on social media, and he posted a video or something saying he didn't care that a cop got killed because nobody caring that cops are killing black people. Right. He was angry, frustrated, yeah, venting, exactly. but. Apparently, somebody at the FBI got sent a link from Infowars who talked about this dude's rant on social media. And that's what they kicked in his door at the middle of the night and had him and his 15-year-old son out in their underwear in December with their hands behind their head and everything. Because of it. While they ransacked his house, uh, they claimed to have found an illegal gun. Ooh, ooh. And again, you have the Justice Department and the government getting their information from InfoWars. Yeah. But that's terrifying. But so it's okay to dress like us and sing like us, but it's not okay to beat us? No. no that's never been the case. That's I mean that's that, I mean that's always been the case. Always it's always been, been the case mm-hmm. that it's okay for white people to to behave a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, that's why I don't like not, not to pick on him, but Eminem yeah. Eminem's success. Imagine him being a black artist and saying the things that he said. But if and, he had the and skill. Doing, well, and doing the things that he's done. If he had the skill, though, Eminem's... Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm, I'm saying. saying. But imagine a black and, artist with... Oh, yeah, he's skill. never going to be... Oh, no. And, and in all honesty, I never saw Eminem as trying to emulate black people because no, he's yeah. always had his own thing. Yeah. But it, but it's it's hip-hop. It's rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. a black... Oh, yeah, form. but he was also hated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he was an example of, ooh, see what happened when black people influence our white kids? But imagine, imagine a black artist saying the things that he said about white women. Yeah, or about yeah. his wife, yeah. or about his mom. That one song, Kim, where yeah. he did a whole fifteen, well, five what? minutes about how he would kill her and put her in the yeah. truck. Yeah, he oh, would yeah. be gone. Yeah, period. I like to think about when you say that, like Miley Cyrus. Remember, like she for a brief moment she was twerking and shit, mm. and then oh. all of a sudden, oh, that's a better example. Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden, nope, I'm back to country now. And uh-huh. I'm on the CMAs and doing country music, bitch. She was just twerking five minutes. It ago. didn't work out for. Her. And what yeah. was ridiculous about that is that that someone did a review of her album. It's like she's embracing this supposed hip hop culture, but her album is still a pop album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, ah, oh, damn, I just had another dude to point out. Um, so it even, it even felt faker because it's just her trying to get yeah. popularity. And, and Justin Timberlake. I was is about now to say Justin Timberlake has in, embraced his inner Mumford and Son. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like no one gives a fuck about that. Your best albums were made by Timberland. That was how you got so big and popular was because of Timberland. Love, sexy, future sound was Timberland. Justified, mm-hmm. Timberland. You lose Timberland, you're a goddamn country star. I don't give a fuck about you. I didn't know the album came out. Exactly. Nobody, nobody saw it. Oh, okay. There you go. Nobody black. No, exactly. <laughs> Which is like what ninety percent. Yeah. Remember when he was on BET and shit? They was like, "He's a cool yeah. white guy." And then, nope, I do country now. He was dancing with Michael Jackson. And, yeah. And he has made some problematic tweets. Uh huh. Oh, I didn't give a fuck about him because he dropped Timberland. They're he, one of the greatest producers. People tend to forget that he's a white boy from the south. Yeah. 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 And um, and uh, another big thing about uh, black culture lately, uh, Donald Glover put out this very powerful video for his song "This Is America." Yeah, another song, another video, great video. Oh yeah, I actually didn't hear the song before I saw the video. How is that possible? I never listened to his new album. I, I don't. I mean, I don't. Know. It's just. I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't know you. Could is listen. it on? Is it on the Redbone album? No, it's not. Album? No. It's oh, just, this is new. Like, just, oh, this is just new. Oh, this is new material. Yeah. This is. Oh, okay. But also, I don't like really listen to radio. Yeah, it's not on the radio. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. But I heard the song and I loved it. Yeah, 
I mean, a lot of. Oh, actually, I always like Donald Glover's music, Childish Gambino's yeah. music. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Um, yeah, I, I can understand why a lot of black people don't, but I'm like, I dig him. He's talented. Some of his older stuff they didn't dig. Uh, yeah, it, you funny. you were of, a, of an age. Yeah, know? it's funny because I, I like a lot of his older stuff, and I'm kind of like falling off his newer stuff. Yeah. Like, this is America, like, brought me back. Like, oh, yeah, you, you do good shit. But, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I love Redbone, though. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's a great album. That's a great soul cut, yeah, a, 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 a funk cut. Yeah, it's a great album. Yeah. This, this, I, I said that album is you can play it at a black barbecue. He, he performed Redbone on an award show, right, recently? Yeah. Saturday Night Live, I think. Okay, I have oh. heard it. I have it? heard Redbone. It I, was, think he, I think he performed it on one of the award shows. It might have been the might have, I don't watch those. But there you go. I, I have heard it twice, at least. <laughs> but the song was pretty much about black people's experience in America yeah. with each other, with the establishment. Yeah. Right. And the conditions we live under and how stressful and uh, yeah. everything is. Yeah. Uh, the violence and trying to be glamorous. Yeah. It's just our whole, yeah. It, us and the American, yeah. what's the word uh, I'm looking for? I'm about to say diosophia, but that's not a word. I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> word that is. <laughs> I'm making up words. Oh, because I'm about to say. I'm like, what's a diosophia? Di- is diaspora? It a- yes, diaspora? thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that's one of those, like, $20 college words. Yeah, because I don't know what the fuck. But I, I still have to look up, like, what does this mean? <laughs> yeah. And the video was celebrated by us, memed by us, because fuck it, let's have some fun with it too. I, I think I could get people laughing at the dance he do. Yeah. But we also d- still talked about what was going on in the background. Yeah. And it sounds like that, it was celebrated by like the media in general. Like they're yeah. just like, holy shit. It's considered yeah. true art. Yeah. Um one podcast I listened to, I can't remember which one. I think it might have been Dan Harmon's or maybe uh the the Chapel one. They said uh this was a art. Yeah. Not since like Bowie or yeah. something like that, where you got or or even Lemonade, you yeah. know, like I did wow, see, this I is did art. See, like an article that was comparing it to Lemonade. Yeah, this is art. This is music and visual art. Yeah. and I'm like, yeah, it is. And it had a powerful message behind it. Oh man, everybody took away from it. I'm watching it. Then that first shock value yeah. shot. I'm like, oh, what the fuck just happened? This is America. Yeah, and then like him dancing with the kids, and um. A friend of mine, shout out Patricia, uh, she's a midwife in Oregon. Oh. Uh, she travels to Haiti frequently to help out midwifing and oh, helping sh- take care of people there. Definitely oh, wow. shout out to you. Wow. And she saw the video and she was like, wow, this is powerful. And talking about how our show and that video and everything she's learning more. Because, man, she's in Oregon. She doesn't see what yeah. we go through. Yeah. But yeah. she made comparisons to the way the uh, kids in the video were dressed to the way they dressed in Haiti yeah. and how they weren't really caring about school, their own cars, setting stuff on fire. She's, right. she's saying they, they haven't paid the teachers in Haiti, so they're not teaching. And the kids go to school dressed up and just getting in trouble. Yeah. And, and it was just reminded her of that. And I'm like, yeah, it reminded me of how charter schools that are popping up are making kids wear that same outfit. Right. Charter, charter schools. The same uniforms. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. The video was so multi-layered yeah. and deep. Everyone has their favorite line. Mine, I forget the exact line, but it was like, this is a phone. <clears throat> this is a phone. The next line, this is a tool. Mm-hmm. And it was like, one, it was like showing like you can record the police. Like you can record people because it's a tool. Right. But then it's also like a tool being also a gun mm-hmm. and being that that brother who got shot like 27 times for like having his cell phone on him. So right. it was like that double like, 
it could be used for good, but it also be used for bad. Like if you have your phone on you at the wrong place, yeah. it might be considered. Yeah, that, that guy in New York who got shot because he had a silver gun on him. Yeah, yeah. So it was. It was I'm always careful when I pull my phone out of my pocket. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you gotta be careful. You do anything. Seriously, we can't take our phones out of our pocket. <laughs> but while the world was celebrating this video, YouTuber Nicole Arbor. This bitch. Although technically she's not a YouTuber anymore because she got booted off. YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, she did. She was fat shaming women in a video. She's still on YouTube. Well, how did she come back? She's though? still there, but it's not like she has that power. That she okay, so she does. So this is probably just her personal account because she used to have like her actual cha- well, actual channel. She still had an actual channel. That's why I saw the video. What? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she came back, but like her views and shit had dramatically dropped down. Like this is more or less probably like her attempt to get back into the. Damn it, the, YouTube. Well, she tried. She attempted to remake the video just with a feminist aspect, ignoring all the subtlety of the video, all right. the everything that made the video so powerful. She was just doing overtly. And also, it's not about you. Yeah, it's not about, it about you. you. That was another thing I hated because I'm like, why? You can you can parry the video. Everyone can parry. It. It's up to your own discretion. But you made this about you and you're trying to like. Oh no, she made it about women. No. And it's the it's the same. My shit. turn your damn phone off. It, it is off. off. My God, it's the same shit that Amy Schumer did when Lemonade came out, where she did like a little parody video that completely missed the point. Well, I won't say it completely missed the point. It just didn't do it artistically. It yeah. was just copying for the sake of getting it was, attention. It was basically copy and paste. It, it was appropriating. Well, yeah. she's not talented anyway. Fucking she, she's someone. She's someone to get. I just watched Black Panther. Yeah. On Blu-ray, so that's funny. In her video, there's like women breastfeeding, and okay, there's cheerleaders. I get that cheerleaders are being abused and so forth. Wait, where? They're in her video references to date rape and not being paid. I'm like, look, women are not getting shot for breastfeeding. You are making good points. You didn't have to usurp Childish Gambino's. Oh, you did it just. To make controversy and get attention, yeah. because that's because all she's, that was the thing. That's all she's about. She's she's like, um, what's her name, Tammy? Tammy Lauren. 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 She's one of those. She just so, negative attention to her is just as good as any any kind of attention. I, I've given Arbor the title Proto Becky. She is now the Proto Becky mm-hmm. because as the world was panning her video, which with the comments were also deactivated, so you couldn't leave any comments. Of course not. But the thumbs down. Way more than the uh, thumbs up. Yeah, of course. Which also hurts her. So people were talking about the video at her and everything that it referenced in the black in Black America. Right. And she replies, "I am so sick of people mad at slavery. It's what? the past. We weren't there. We didn't do it. But what we can do is fix economic slavery. Focus on the now." Bitch, what? You can also... I mean, reparations are a thing that I'm <laughs> still... Stop with the reparations. All I need... Just make weed legal for black folks. Let us tax and sell it and have the taxation goes back to black neighborhoods. Reparations. Everybody happy. Needless to say, black Twitter went at her. Yeah, I mean, of course. Um, no one asked for your opinion, Becky. So she deleted the tweet, but of course... You can't delete shit on... Once it's on the internet, it's on the FF, Yeah. She uh, replied the next day. Oh, I mean this. It's misdirected energy. I can't fix the past, but the issue is now. We all have a chance at, so let's refocus. I want to see more movies with black women and CEOs and 
normalizing excellence for the, the you know, you know, like uh, the next generation to see, like you know, a uh, 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 people in prison and uh, 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 police retraining. What? Yeah, it went into some weird rambling shit. My response is shut the fuck up. Just shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. Yes, it's not. It's not. Just, it's just not stay, your place. Just stay in your lane. Just, just stay in your lane. Exactly. You, you have a comfortable lane where you made you made money on YouTube. Just, just keep doing that. Just, just, just. But see, she's already tried to talk about stuff that affects women, and she fucked that up too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she was fat shaming other women. Exactly. So just, she just, should just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Stay in your lane. Make money. Be quiet. And, and leave black people stuff alone. Yeah. If you're gonna do it, just do it dope. Do it right. You just. Hey, no, she shouldn't do it. At all. I saw thirty seconds. I saw that dancing white woman in the background pirouetting and shit. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm done with this." I watched it and it hurt. It was. It, I'm like, you know, every point you make is erased by the fact that you appropriated this yeah. for attention. Oh, that, that everybody likes this video. I'm gonna do my version of it. Yeah. You did. Oh, and the very at the very end of the video, the screen's black, white, and white writing. You're probably asking what man wrote this or some shit like that. Or you probably think a guy wrote this. No, I didn't. I, I, I'm like, whoever wrote this shit should be ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get to the whole video, so I, I don't even I didn't even listen to sound on. I do these things so y'all don't have to. Oh, and that, that's my problem with her and Amy Schumer and the rest. It's like, there's a way to do things that's not satire. They seem to think just being offensive is satire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not satire. And you're you're attacking a group that's already marginalized. If she had done something that involved men yeah. in general, if she had made some kind of commentary about that, that would have made sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to some more subjects of a less infuriating nature. Well, this one might. We'll leave this one to your uh, judgment. A black porn star says he was duped into performing in a hardcore racist adult film that depicts his white co-star calling him the N-word without his consent. Ah, I mean... Um, I mean, shit, I ain't... Look, b- 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 both of y'all have different reactions. Because I'm just like... <laughs> I'm gonna say he wasn't duped. Yeah. That he knew what was up the second he should. Because I've seen some racist porn, and you, you kind of know what's gonna happen. You Well... I have not seen racist porn. I've seen a porn that started out racist, and I was like, nope. Oh, well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't finish to it. I immediately changed scenes, but it was, you know, it was funny. Well, where it, it turned out the, like the white girl wasn't even into it. She, you could tell she was like. Oh, I saw that one. That was on E-Fuck. She didn't want to say the N-word. She, she did not have fun Where with the, the white guy off camera was trying to get her to say the N-word. And she was just like, nope. But then I did see one where she, when she did say it. And it was just one of the most brutal scenes I've ever seen in my and life. And the black dude was into it. Mm, yeah, he had to be yeah. called the N-word. But she's just like. I'm on the wrong part of the internet. I need to get back to the good part of the internet. I, you know, I kind of want to derail this conversation into what y'all have been watching. Porn. But, uh, I mean, uh, uh, what type and everything. But let me go back to I can, this. I can find it for you. Give no, me. no, no. This, was, like, good. this good. was mainstream, so that's why I was shocked. It was just oh, like, yeah. I knew there was racism in the porn industry, but I didn't think it was it would be like on, oh, yeah, on camera. Yeah, no, there's a lot of racism in the porn industry. Yeah. There's celebrity, there's porn stars like, yeah, I would never have sex with a black man on camera. And I'm like, yeah. bitch, do you not know? All right, let me go back to this story. Maurice McKnight, who goes by the stage name Mo the Monster, hmm. claims in a lawsuit that the hate speech was spewed during a shocking shoot in Tarzana, California last July. McKnight says director James Joseph Camp tried and failed on two separate occasions during the production 
to get his pre-approval to use the Despicable dialogue. How does that conversation start? You know, all these are in the notes if you let me finish. (laughs) He claims Camp first approached him before filming began and said that the lead female identified as Deborah Henkel, a.k.a. Ryan Connor, had agreed to use the ugly slur on camera. McKnight said he made it very clear that he would not want that used during the scene. And there's a nine-page complaint filed in the uh, Los Angeles County Superior Court. Nine pages. Yeah. Uh, He approached him again during filming to get get his permission. (laughs) And for the second time, McKnight said no. It's like, do you mind? I'm working here. Just th- well, it was during a filming break. Oh, okay. Mid thrust, like, yo, she, is it okay? She calls you a nigga. Is that is it okay? Okay. Just, just want to keep. Despite keep McKnight's going. explicit refusal to give the green light, they said explicit. <laughs> during the money shot, <laughs> are you kidding me? She <laughs> blurted it out. Well, I mean, if somebody comes to your face, that'd be your first word response, nigga. What the fuck? I mean, you know. So it might not have been. It might have been a mistake. You know, I've, I've never been had in my face. But, you know, I think the first word, nigga, excuse me. It's my face here. Be the first thing. I. Anyway, um, so how, how did. So dudes are coming near you? I no, mean, they're no, not. But I'm exactly. That's the whole point. Like, you ever walked in a room and she is. <laughs> she's in a scene. Just that's how the scenes end. I mean, just walk in a room. Like, you what's know, going on here? Oh, my God. Exactly. Somebody's going to call a nigga. If I, guess, if I walk in a room and I get hit with You're a bucket You're not floor. a female in a porn scene. I, obviously not. But I could, might understand if, you know, she didn't know it was coming. You think that's the first. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out, is this like being marketed to the alt-right? What is, yeah, let me finish. Sorry. It's, it's in the notes. Sorry. That's what he said. He said, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> he said, I just felt violated and betrayed. I've shot over 50 scenes for this company. <laughs> and, and tired. Oh. <laughs> and hungry. For a long time, I was one of their top guys. And I'm always publicly talking about racism. And for them to even ask me was an insult. Then to do it against my will hurts. It felt like a setup. Uh, he said that they conspired to do it and have been uh, since the law before the lawsuit. And, you know, they had that big falling yeah. out. They were harassing him uh, via text and phone calls and everything. There's actually proof of this. And one text said, you're a disgrace to your people, to your family, and to yourself. Wow. Wow. So he's suing for lost wages, emotional distress, and embarrassment. They even told him they were going to cut that part out. They were going to edit her saying that out the scene. And they didn't. And he's like, no, they did this specifically. When you can't trust a pornographer, who can you trust? Okay, see, now there you go, King Shaman. And there you go, you know, not being uh, supportive right. of, uh, of, the, of sex workers. You're right. That's true. I apologize, pornographers. You, but when you're doing an interracial scene, that's kind of the whole taboo. Of yeah, I mean, I yeah. thought that was the whole thing. Yeah. I mean. But, yeah, you know, they all have their what's allowed and not allowed, oh. both physically, verbally, and so forth. Okay. And he said he was violated. 
But she's well. What's your silly no, question? No, I just want to know what she said. Like, I want to know the full sentence. Was it a e, was it a hard er? Was it a h? Was there a negro? You could probably find it online. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Brian Connor and Mo the Monster. I bet it was like n i g g a, probably. Mm-hmm. But then I wonder what she said. Like, thanks for the milk, nigga. Or you know, I don't know. All right. Um, <laughs> moving along. Let me. F- oh my god. <laughs> Uh okay, I, I'll, I'll go to this one. Oh God, I can't believe you said that. Um, <laughs> a preacher sp- uh, sparked panic, mass panic, by standing up and shouting about God during the Avengers movies mm. ending credits. <laughs> Wait, what? Causing people to jump from the balcony. Wait, what? Believing there was a shooter. Oh, I thought they thought they were gonna turn to ash or yeah. something. Yeah, or the rapture. <laughs> Michael Ray Weber, age 28, got out of his seat at the end of the movie. He threw his hands in the air and started preaching about God as other people fled. One terrified woman jumped over, over the railings of the balcony and fell 20 feet. She was trampled by others who were desperately trying to escape Weber. Just a night at the movies, I guess. Damn. According to one moviegoer, I think when he said, if you were to die tonight... Would your passage to heaven be guaranteed? Oh, yeah, motherfucker, if you say that shit, I'm gone. The right fuck? After, right after we watch people turn to dust? Or something along those lines. I think that's when people started to panic. It led to false police reports that 30 to 40 shots had been fired. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Weber said he was confused by all the fuss and that he regularly preaches at the end of movies. Who the fuck does that? The incident unfolded at 10 p.m. at the Redlands Harkins Theater in San Bernardino, California. Dude is going to get his ass whooped <laughs> if he does that again. Right. Oh, you want to see God? Okay. Do we, uh, uh, Why does he think that line is a great one to start oh. with? Remember the Dark Knight opening? Right. Yeah. Wait, that's a bad idea. When, uh, oh yeah, the, the shooting Adam Lanz. Is it, I don't remember his name. Fuck his name. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Orange head bastard. I'll be dead. Virgin. That was me. Hey, well, yeah. he's maybe not a virgin anymore. Hey, hey. But yeah, a- after the Infinity War, I guess he was <coughs> inspired to speak about the rapture and where your soul would go. But to the soul stone, obviously. You don't do that, dumb no, shit. not not at the end of a movie, <laughs> especially not one where everybody gets left behind. <laughs> Good one, good one. Very good one. I, I'm, I'm pretty proud of you for that one. <laughs> so, yeah, sit your ass down during the movie, especially a Marvel movie. Right. Exactly. Things happen during the credits. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We don't need you talking. Well, I guess it could have been worse. It could have been the old Davy Preacher. <laughs> that's a <laughs> that's a, that's a joke for for Chicagoans. <laughs> a little too local niche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he still there? No, he's not there. No, he's not there. He's gone. Um, he's gone. Uh, <clears throat> I remember he got beat up, and I was really yeah. Sad that was that. that was sad. Me and him got into epic battles. He I mean, hated me, but they were verbal. Yeah, I mean you're supposed to, but you're not supposed to put hands on him. No. Yeah. No. Um. All right. A new service called Save My Ink Forever allows families to keep tattooed skin of their loved ones after they die. Um. That's cool, now, but uh. <laughs> A team of funeral directors have launched a business allowing family members to keep the tattooed skin of deceased loved ones displayed as art in, like, picture frames. Yeah, I'm cool. I mean, it's just a... But have people seen, like, mummies and old skin yeah. from, like, 
400 years ago? That's, <laughs> that's going to look really bad in a couple years. Yeah. The business is ran by Kyle Sherwood, along with his father, Mike, and another friend, who is also a funeral embalmer. The trio came up with the idea after a casual chat with friends in the funeral business about post death that keeps post death keepsakes. Yeah, let me just take another swig of beer. Mm-hmm. That is like a cultural thing, though. I don't know. I don't want it. As many in the group have tattoos, the topic came up naturally in conversation. All of our tattoos have deep meaning, meaning enough to put it on ourselves for life. And proudly display. Hmm. So we thought, well, what happens when we die? These works of art that mean so much to an individual and a family are gone forever. They are buried or cremated, never to be seen again. The men began to think of ways that they could save these works of art and have them live on. And that's when they started their business. They won't share the technique that they use to preserve the skin and the tattoo. But as long as they get 48 hours notice... Before burial and everything, they can have it prepared for you. Cut that sucker off. Depending on the size and what all you want done, it costs about a thousand bucks. Really? Because I cut, I, you know, when you kick the bucket, I cut your ex off, put in a piece of paper, you put it on the wall. You keep my X Men tattoo? I mean, if, if this is what we're doing. That's nice. Thanks. And tattoos do last. I mean, they, yeah. they found mm-hmm. people from, like, I think Asia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they still have the tech, like the tech. You can still see them invisible. Right. But yeah, but like they, but they will remove it and yeah. preserve it. Yeah. Hey, I would like, I would get you cremated and then like in your in front of your urn have the X tattoo. Like Ellie was the dopest X Men who never had powers or did anything. And... <laughs> <laughs> but the dopest one. Why did you just call me Cipher, man? Uh, Let's go. Why so much hate for Cipher? Yeah. I love Cipher. Doug Ramsey. His power was he can read and speak. And understand any language. That's an amazing power th- in the real world. In, in the, the real world, it's awesome, man. <laughs> I remember when Ar- you're fighting Magneto. <laughs> yeah. I remember Archer, ro- they roasted him on Archer. It's uh, like, did I be the gayest X Man, Cypher? And you just repeated that by using gay in a negative term. What is with you today? I don't know. But it, it's a quote from Archer. It's a quote from Archer. They're inappropriate if constantly. You, and I think Pam said it. Oh, yeah. Pam's the greatest. <laughs> and she's just awful. Yeah, she she is not. She has no filter. What does her tattoo say? I've always tried to stop it. I know it's some crazy it's, shit. I think it's a Bible quote. Yeah. Might be. Would you want that, like, preserved? Like, well, I don't like 50 Cent as much anymore, but I, I'd take his 50. <laughs> Man, that's a lot of tattoos I just want in my, like, if I can get preserved with their ashes next to it, like, you know, your ex. Ooh, you know how many people would, imagine if they would have got Tupac's Thug Life tattoo. Right! That would have been auctioned off a hell of right. money. With his, with his remains, with the Thug Life tattoo yeah. could connect it. Right, that'd be dope. I mean, I don't want it, because... Yeah, but, but you know some people some would. Some people would. Yeah. And then what if it had, like, a hidden CD on the underside? Who was that porn star that got a giant mural of Tupac's face on her back? What? Who the fuck is this? Oh, Spontaneous Ecstasy. That's what is her name. She was oh, a ni- I know you're talking she about. She was a 90s porn star. Yeah. And after Tupac died, her, they were supposedly close friends. She had that sad Tupac face making the prayer thing uh-huh. done on his back. Her back. Her back, yeah, I'm sorry. And so uh, she didn't work too much after that. Yeah, because <laughs> nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see Tupac you come to us. Right, you can't come on Tupac. You can't. Unless, unless you're like a really big Tupac fan. That's, that's, like, that's like the best of both worlds for you. No, it's... 
I remember seeing that back in the nineties. Going, I remember yeah, her. Hilarious. I don't think I ever saw the tattoo, but I remember her. I saw her. Uh, I saw the tattoo on Luke's Peep Show. Oh, remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she can only work with dudes that uh, were Biggie fans. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, you know, moving on to the next story. <laughs> Firefighters spent three hours removing uh, weight from one gym. Jim Goer's sensitive parts. Wait, what? You said weight? Excuse me? You said weight? Yeah. As in, like, pounds. A man working out in a German gym got a very sensitive part of his body stuck in a 5.5-pound weight Uh, plate. Oh, no. Firefighters spent three hours using a grinder and a vibrating saw to cut free (laughs) what was widely reported to have been the man's penis inside the disc. You know the place she put on to yes. dumb I, I have a very bill. vivid picture of. I'm looking it up. That's a, that's a long three hours. <laughs> that is long, the, painful three hours. The Worms Fire de- Worms Fire Department. <laughs> There's a place called Worms. The Worms Fire Department shared a photograph of the shattered weight to Facebook following the delicate extraction. The department also urged other gym goers to not get intimate. He was equipment. fucking the weights? Yep. I thought he was just trying to like tie a weight to his dick, make a dick longer. <laughs> Germany. Maybe that's what he was doing. Dear Germany. What the fuck? Or maybe trying to lift it with his penis? Yeah, that's how you make it longer and stronger. Haven't y'all ever tied a 45-pound weight to your penis and, and squatted with it? Nope, that's not on my bucket list. Hmm. Well, it's not on a bucket list. It's just, you know. Because that seems like that's, that's where they would end up. <laughs> You, you be in a bucket. <laughs> Just rip right off in a bucket. Oh, boy. that is that is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, penis and gym equipment. Also, was he? At, he was at home, right? No, he was. No, he gym. was at a gym. He did this at a gym. And I gotta wonder, like, if you're working out like a couple of machines down from him, you're probably like, what the fuck is going? But on? you don't say shit though. Like I'm not for that. Excuse me, sir. What are you? What are you doing over there? I'm gonna uh, say shit to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell the associates, like, yo, there is a dude in there trying to fuck one of the machines. Or was it just on like on his penis, and he was trying to lift it by flexing his like muscles, trying to strengthen his his jank? Yeah, I mean, it's a real thing. I mean, you never tried to wait to your dick and try to lift it. You've never tried to balance a stack of quarters in your jank. What? You never got a roll of quarters. Put it on your jank and try to walk around the house with it. No. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> and he's looking at me like, no, serious. <laughs> no, serious. You never try to balance things on your jank? No. No. What do y'all do with y'all janks then? Use it for the usual things. <laughs> the usual functions. Yeah, the usual functions. Um, I, don't, I don't try to do tricks. You never dipped it in ink and rolled calligraphy with it? It's the best love letters it sends you, your female associates. That, that seems like some sort of infection. <laughs> yeah. Just waiting to happen. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not down with that. Have you have did. to explain to the doctor. It's like, why Why do you have an infection in that one? I, <laughs> I was trying to do Chinese calligraphy to my girlfriend in Taiwan. I, I, I saw a crouching tiger in that calligraphy scene and just decided to. Never mind. Just give me the antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. A man, 25 posed as a 17-year-old student to relive his basketball glory days I saw this. at a Dallas high school. I saw really? this. Wait, like a movie. Wait, I saw this. I was not mad at him. I was, <laughs> like, when they explained everything, I'm like, 
he would have got away with it had it not been for one simple flaw. Yep. And that flaw was you shouldn't do this in the same town. But everything else, he had played this shit out perfect. Tell him the notes. I, I can explain. I'm guessing he was like just dunking on everybody. He was fucking niggas up. <laughs> he went off as a rookie of the. He went off as a player of the year. Like, he didn't give no fucks. <laughs> this dude is amazing. <laughs> he gave no fucks. I had never seen a seventeen-year-old this dropping powerful. threes, dunking on motherfuckers. Damn, Sydney Bouvier Gilstrap Portley. That is an amazing name, mm-hmm. ain't it? Attended Dallas area high schools for nine months, pretending to be a seventeen-year-old so he could play basketball. Uh, Gilstrap Portley graduated from his own high school, North Mesquite, in 2011 and had a relatively successful college basketball career as a guardsman for the Dallas Christian College between 2013 and 2014. But he went undrafted in the NBA in 2017. When schools were opening their doors to Hurricane Harvey victims, they were doing so with and just accepting kids who didn't have any of the necessary documentation. They just taking people on their word for it. Oh, oh you were in fourth grade? Come on in. Oh. Right. See, exactly. He played this shit out perfect. Where's your paperwork? It got wow. lost in the storm. I ain't got shit, son. Where do you live? Lost in the storm. Ain't got shit. <laughs> That's buckets. In October, he moved to Hillcrest High School where he became a star player. I guess, damn. He was voted District 11-5A Offensive Player of the Year and helped Hillcrest Panthers complete the season with an 11-10 and 10 record, which ain't that good. It really ain't. I mean, 11-10, you still lost. You're supposed, yeah. to, you're supposed to go God mode you on these are right. <laughs> you're supposed to go God mode on these motherfuckers and drop 50 a game. The six foot two guardsman also dated a 14-year-old freshman at the school. Okay, he the, was keeping up with the ruse. The story, he was keeping up with the ruse. But according to the mom... The story has, has But according the to the, the girl's mom and everything, it was not sexual. Yep. It was probably more ever just to keep up appearance. Yeah, okay. he's, he's keeping up the ruse. Never had sex to good enough. He was... But still, he's still... It's bad. He's still in trouble. It's bad. He but, was he was finally spotted by one of his old coaches during a during a tournament and was arrested. See, <laughs> that's the thing. That's where he fucked up. He should have left at least four towns over. Knowing he he could have been drafted in three years. You know that coach is like, what the fuck? I know that motherfucker. He fa- I used to coach that motherfucker. He faces a charge of tampering with government records. Officials believe his main motivation was to join the basketball team and become a star player and relive his high school glory days. And just destroy teenagers. I'm not mad at it. If, if I had the opportunity to go back now and play running back, for, nigga, what? I'd be shitting on cats left and goddamn right. Are you motherfucker? <laughs> just making 15-year-olds cry. I don't give a fuck, bitch. I got to live my dreams. Why is he so good? <laughs> Why does he run a 4240? <laughs> because I'm 30 years old. Look at this guy. They remind you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that little league thing where they, they put like what was it, like an eight like it was like a fourteen year old or fifteen year old on a little league team in New York uh, yeah. playing against like nine year olds. Yeah. And they were like, he's hitting like home runs every game and yeah. he's got a mustache. It's like what's going on? He's buying, he's buying beer then in the games and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, so you mean to tell me you wouldn't go back in time or same time, go back and play a sport that you are obviously overpowering the other person and just dominate. No, because I would go back. <laughs> Fuck you! I'm I, lace the gloves up. Boxing, golden gloves. How old are you? I'm twelve years old. <laughs> oh my God. Why do you have a beard? I'm twelve years the goddamn old. <laughs> lace them up, bitch. Why do all these kids have concussions? 
Hitting him with all kind of Gennady uppercuts and shit. Just, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to the pros. <laughs> There's no pro box. I don't give a fuck. I'm going somewhere. Why did Why did that guy just yell? How do you kidding? How do you kidding? All right. Uh, demands to shut down a French sex doll brothel. They're all over Europe now. I Jesus. mean, I'm not mad at it. Claiming that the sex doll brothel fuels rape fantasies. I mean, it, no, yeah. I mean, I'm mad at that. Really? Well, owner... No, go ahead. Owner Joaquin Luske, age 28, opened the business in an apartment in a discreet building in a neighborhood in the heart of the city in Paris. It featured three bedrooms for sex. The ex-dials were sprayed and cleaned and disinfected in the in the. I could role. not do that fucking job. No. And a choice... Among three very expensive sex dolls made in China, named Lily, Sophia, and Kim. Bookings were made online. Clients have an ex doll all to themselves for $110 an hour, but can pay less for less time. Loske said that most visitors are, quote, clean, executive types between the ages of 30 and 50, and sometimes there are couples. Hmm. The French brothel is currently registered as a quote, game center. It's a game. To avoid, because brothels are still illegal. And they're not real people. I mean, if you put high score, like, above the bed, then it makes it a game. <laughs> have to add your name at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but, some, but some feminists and communists in the local Paris uh, council. Always the communists. I know, right? Are blasting the operation as degrading to women. I'm trying to blast that bitch too. <laughs> Why don't y'all grow up? Why don't y'all grow up? I'm sorry. I mean, they, they chose that phrase for me. They saw that coming. <laughs> you used that one earlier. I did, but it's come, It's it always works, it, it works. It always comes around twice. If it works, it works. There you go. Um, are blasting the operation as degrading to women. They worry that the abuse experience with the sex dolls may carry over into real relationships. Mm. Lorraine Questal of the feminist group Moumont du Need, the nest in English, called the brothel a, quote, place that makes money from simulating the rape of women. Pierre Laurent, the national secretary of the Communist Party, claims that the sex dolls can evoke Thoughts of sex with children. What? How? What? Wait, what? Where? Why? That's a, that's elite. But the uh, yeah. owner, uh, Losque, doesn't believe that the brothel degrades women. He says that the dolls are sex toys, not stand-ins for women. Yeah. Uh, he says the experience is 100% the client's experience. Yeah. With absolutely no need to ever worry about the pleasure or pain of another partner. I'm Man, say like that. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, at that part, you ain't got to worry about how much pain you put yeah, or pleasure. He is just all about, yeah, it, that, yeah, he, yeah. That part's he, creepy. He didn't help it with mm-hmm. that one. Men are encouraged to give free reign to their fantasies. the The experience is incomparable. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. you can't. You're just making it worse. That's not helping. Oh, yeah, that didn't help. Man. But police visited the establishment based in an anonymous-looking flat, and decided no laws were broken. And the Paris Council debated the future of the business and gave it the green light to continue. Hey, and, proud of you. And to be honest, it's like if someone's a, a sexual predator, they're not going to go to a place like that. Right. And when they, uh, the thing is, you said, like, simulated rape. That's where. 
Oh yeah, but also yeah. those I get that, but those 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 animatronics have voices and they say, "Please stop. This is just laying there, not yeah. doing anything." So there's I, I always well, you got to be into it. Right. Yeah. See what I thought a rapist got off on was the power dynamic of them being on top and be like in power. Like yeah. I, you can't feel that when there's nothing going on, but the, the eyes are dead. The eyes are dead. I there's mean, nothing there. The fact that couples are going definitely says to me like, yeah, it's a sex. Yeah, game. It's, it's like it's, it's a good way to have somebody in a relationship where it's not yeah. They can have a, a threesome where it's, it doesn't involve another person. Right. Yeah. There's no chance of, oh, he's going to leave me for, oh, that would be fucked up. Yeah, leave for the dog. You get left for a sex doll. She, I do things she can't do, like talk. And that's why I don't want you, bitch. I'm sorry. That was. <laughs> that was. We've had There's, uh, there was a popular internet guy by the name of Dave Cat who uh, posted on social media a lot of pictures of him and his love, who was a uh, one of the real dolls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was a big thing back like five years ago. I said Dave Attell? Dave Cat. Uh, I don't know this. That was his internet thing. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You. Yeah. He's old school internet. Uh, in animal news, hmm. a squirrel has won a seat on the University of California Berkeley Student Senate. Do what you gotta do, dog. What? <laughs> 37 candidates ran for 20 student spots in this month's election to the Associated Students of, Un- of the University of California, including one candidate named Furry Boy. Furry Boy? Yeah, 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 spelled with an I at the end. So, yeah, Furry Boy. His so-called human proxy is a sophomore by the name of Stephen Boyle, who wore a squirrel costume to the campaign as Furry Boy. Y'all elected a furry. Just so you know. Uh, the student senate <laughs> can affect critical university issues such as tuition hikes and sexual harassment policies. So, yeah. Furboy's candidacy was announced on Facebook last month, but the post said that <laughs> no, the post said the squirrel had been conceived in the campus Eucalyptus Grove and hopes to represent the squirrel community in the UC Berkeley political sphere. It's how Trump got elected. It starts off as fun as games. Then you're like, oh, shit. No, he's legitimately changing. I was hoping it was an actual squirrel, kind of like Rocket in Avengers movies. Hmm. Uh, Furry Boy's uh, platform included more access to acorns, creating a squirrel sidekick mascot named Nutty McNutnut. Okay. <laughs> For <laughs> Phrasing. That's a lot. For increased biodiversity, encouraging safe spaces for students and squirrels, and launching the Amicable Student Society, or ASS, to bridge the cultural gap between humans and squirrels. This needs to show up in the Squirrel Girl comic. Yeah. They need to do an issue based on this. Furry Boys also said he hoped to create a squirrel cuisine station in all the dining halls and, (laughs) and to make the lecture hall squirrel accessible. His popular hashtags were, I'm with fur, and why not? Why not? Jesus Christ. That's just, I... I why not to nut? To nut or not to nut? Never mind. <laughs> um, Boyle, quote, came out as furry boy on Facebook just after the votes were in and posted a long, rambling platform of human-friendly issues, including support for campus sustainability measures, and more sensitivity about disabilities and mental illnesses. And you know everybody on their board is like, we've made a huge mistake. <laughs> of course it is. But not everyone is laughing. The campus newspaper, The Daily Californian, ripped 
the students for electing for a boy, calling it a travesty. What are you, nuts? <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the headlines. <laughs> These motherfuckers is clearly nuts. <laughs> uh, you know, I can actually read their statement, but that was better. <laughs> that was the whole first page article. What are y'all motherfuckers, nuts? Well, honestly, this is how Trump got right. So I, I, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, but uh, some of the uh, students did say that they... Um, it, it was a disillusionment vote, a, a message to the student council that they didn't like the way things were going. You're right. It's like the Trump protest vote. It's yeah. just how Trump won. Yeah, we're going to vote Trump just because we, we're going to have a posthumous president someday. Yeah. Just wait. That'd be fucked up. In more animal news, bobcats were mistaken for domestic kittens and brought into a home in Texas. Oh, shit. The, the caretakers thought the cats, who were found in the Atusca County, were Bengal kittens, a rare breed of domestics, and bought them home. But as they were feeding them milk from uh, pet feeding bottles, mm-hmm. the bobcats then destroyed the bottles and began biting the people trying to feed them. Yeah, they can get aggressive. <laughs> They're wild animals. Yeah. I'd shoot that fucker. Animal control was called, and the cats were taken to the Wildlife Rescue and Rehabilitation Center. Yeah, how do you confuse Bengals with? Because bobcats, even as babies, their their paws are huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, bobcat, yeah, they are huge, but they thought they were Bengals. They thought they they they, they were dumb. Yeah. <laughs> That's like one of those eyeglass commercials. Like y'all need to get new glasses. That is not. Those are not Bengals. <laughs> I mean, I saw pictures of them. They were cute. No, they're, they're cute as babies, but I wouldn't want to be... No, uh-uh. Bobcats will fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. Uh. That, that's kind of their thing. That's why they're called wildcats in some cases. Like, anybody see the Thundercat cartoon? That's the, I fucking hate that guy. I hope he... I haven't seen it. Thund- Thundercats? They're redoing the Thundercat and cartoon. I haven't they, seen they it. They already redid it. It sucked. It's a new one. That All right, doing. so have you seen Teen Titans Go? Yeah. Have you seen the original Teen Titans? Yeah. They're kind of doing that with it. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Um, Why? The original Teen Titans was great. Then they did Teen Titans. Did you guys... I saw the Teen Titan movie trailer. Yeah. Before uh, Deadpool 2. Yeah. And that did not look enjoyable. Wait, like, it's a live action? No, No, it's 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 the cartoon. It's the same Teen Titans Go animation, but as a movie. That looks stupid. Why would they do that? Yeah, it it did not look fun at all. It's funny because everyone I know who watched the original Teen Titans is like, why don't they just do that? Like, it would be easy to do that. Uh, Teen Titans Go probably sold more toys because it was more focused to kids. You're right. That's why we can't get a Young Justice 2. Oh, no, they are doing Young Justice Season 3. Since when? Oh, Netflix got it. Oh, well, there you go. We we should get that by later this year or early next year. Shit, I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah, there's... there's, um, um, animation stuff because they're doing oh yeah they're doing the um god fucking damn it batman and the outsiders yeah they're doing the outsiders yeah. when batman left the justice league he started a group called the outsiders and that's when it, it had him, black lightning katana metamorpho um geoforce i think and and uh grace joy yeah yes oh you're talking about the new outsiders so they might be doing an updated version well, I was just saying members of Outsiders. Yeah, but, but they might be doing a bit of because that's the one people would know more than... Oh. than well, they're the doing a Young Justice. Well, like with Young Justice Invasion, they just 
threw everybody in. So yeah. who knows what they're doing? Yeah, they like to do a mix of different. Characters. They, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, oh. you are getting Young Justice season three. Well, thank you. That's it's too bad. Like I like like initially I didn't like the animation style for the like that original Teen Titans, but then as I watched it and I saw the stories, it's like okay, this is actually good. Yeah, I liked it too. The stories yeah. were great. Like and then was... when then when it went to Teen Titans Go, I was like, what is this shit? Everyone said the same. The, the, although there are some moments in Teen Titans Go that make you laugh. Like Beast Boy is a phenomenal rapper. If you ever get a chance, look up Beast Boy's rap. No, he's really good. Like, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, oh shit! Like someone actually who could rap wrote these down. Yeah. But it's also like you also could have just did Teen Titans and just made another season of that. And Beast Boy seems like the only character to me that's sem- that's the same. Like they just took oh, yeah, him yeah, from yeah. the original yeah, show yeah, and yeah. just. Actually, yeah, you're right. It's the same character. Just okay. he's just goofier. Yeah. All right. Our final story comes from Russia. Oh. It's always Russia. Russia is just always doing crazy shit. I had some Florida stories, but we ran a little long. Didn't Florida have a thing this week? No, it was Texas. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. A Russian woman by the name of Koku Istanbulova claims to be 128 years old, making her the oldest woman in the world. The claim is also backed up by the Russian government, who have a copy of her passport, dating that she was born in 1889. Wow. So if everything is true, because they did have a whole big thing where a lot of documents were destroyed. Yeah. I mean, come on, it's Russia. Yeah. Over the last hundred years, people shit get, went down. People yeah, get murked. Like you have Russia. some. Yeah, you have so much regime change and people getting wiped out. Yeah. Like whole like ethnic groups. Yeah. Gone. And Putin's enemies. Yeah. Or yeah. Putin's journalists that write bad things about him. If correct, Istanbul would have already been 27 years old during the Russian Revolution wow. and the unseating of uh, Tsar Nicholas II. Damn. She would have been 55 at the end of World War II and 102 during the collapse of the Soviet Union. In other words, she has seen some shit. She has seen a whole shit. <laughs> she is like... During the war, she recalls, quote, scary Nazi tanks passing through her home village in Chechnya. She and her family were later deported, along with the entire Chechen nation of Kazakhstan, to Siberia by Stalin, who accused them of being Nazi collaborators. Damn. Hmm. So, yeah, she's going through some shit. But I'm sure, like, right now, she's like, oh, this is mild. This is nothing compared to what I've been through. <laughs> I've seen some bad shit. Um, I mean, it's bad shit now. Don't get me wrong. When asked how she lived so long, Istanbulova told an interviewer, it was God's will. Mm. I did nothing to make this happen. Damn. I see people who live long lives going for sports, eating something special, keeping themselves fit, but I have no idea how I live this long. Vodka. I have not had a single day of happiness in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> I have always oh, worked hard shit. digging in the garden. I am tired. That's that's chance, everybody. Just just Jesus be miserable. Christ. Don't be Long happy. life is not at all God's gift for me, but a punishment. Fuck, she sounds like an immortal. She's just like, please let me die. Please. Oh, While she shit. is articulate and able to feed herself and walk, her eyesight is failing. Well, yeah. During her long life, she has lost several children, including a son that died at the age of six. Fuck. Relatives say that Istanbula 
a only surviving daughter lived to be 2004 years old. Wait, you said how old is she? Two thousand what? Uh, the mom is the Bolova. She is about to turn uh, one hundred and twenty-nine. Uh, her daughter lived to be one hundred and four. Oh, okay. Okay, you said two thousand four. I'm like, wait, oh, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This bitch, time traveling. Okay. I survived through the Russian Civil War, the Second World War, the deportation of our nation in 1944, and. And through two Chechen wars. I take that back. She's probably ready. She's probably looking at stuff now like, you know what? I'm not. I'm ready to go. I am. I now am sure that my life was not a happy one. Oh, wow. (laughs) Damn. I remember tanks with Germans passing by our house. It was scary. But I tried not to show this. We were hiding in a house. Life in Kazakhstan was the hardest for us. When in exile, we lived in Serbia, too. But in Kazakhstan, we, f- we felt how the Kazakhs hated us. Every day, I dreamed of going back home and working in my garden to help get rid of the sadness <laughs> in my soul. So she's got to be like, every time something happens, oh, not this shit again. Seriously? Uh, she recalls how Muslim restrictions on clothing eased after the end of the Tsar's time in the Soviet. She's, she's Muslim. She's Muslim. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, so she's really is, had it rough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's a, yeah. Damn. We were brought up with very strict rules, and we were wore modest clothes. I remember when my granny beat me and reprimanded me because my neck was visible. Jesus. And then Soviet times came, and women quickly began to wear open clothes. Looking back at my unhappy life, I wish I had died when I was young. Wow. I worked all my life. I did not have time for restaurant entertainment. <laughs> oh, my God. Why the am I reading this? <laughs> There's a lesson in this somewhere, but I don't know what it is. We were either digging in the ground or planting watermelons. I did not know they had watermelons in Russia. When I was working, my days were running one by one. And now I am not living, not working or anything, and I am just dragging through life. Okay. (laughs) On that happy note. Yeah, that's depressing. Damn. I thought it was going to be one of those wacky stories where somebody, like, takes a tank and... Yes. Goes to oh, the movie theater or something. She's been mean, too. Why are they memeing her? She hates life. Um, take pictures of her and just say some awful shit that you hate about life. Okay. So she's like grumpy cat. Yeah. yeah. But she's actually grumpy. And with good reason. Yeah. Poor thing. Man. Really? Yeah. I mean, you're almost 130 years old and you can't think of anything happy about your life? Like one thing? Like fell in love over the summer or something? <laughs> Just something? Like, there should be something. To see, to see all your enemies die before you in pain and like, horror? Like maybe? Even, even Steve Rogers had, like, Peggy and something, Bucky, people that he cared about. And now the ending of Infinity War has come back to me. God damn it! Thank you for listening to the Enough Supervillains podcast. Groot's last words were dead. I know. No, that is, <laughs> oh, God. That is so fucked up. Why did I choose to end on this? Why did I choose this story, period? Oh, I don't know. So many feelings. Whoa, 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 feeling. <laughs> Best to race those by going to the porn factory. And by porn, I mean Russia. Not Russia. France. Going to that sex doll place. Tearing that sex doll at Newman. Please remember to like and rate us on all of your uh, podcast apps. We really appreciate that. Uh, you think if she went to the sex doll factory, she'd be okay? 
feel free to share us with your friends and say, hey, these guys rock. You should listen to them. I promise I will never end with another sad story like that again. We can make it happy. You just take her to the sex doll factory. I think she's past that at this point. What is she going to do with a sex doll factory? She's past that. What would you not do with a sex doll factory? I'm not a 130-year-old Russian chick. I think she probably just had sex to have kids. (laughs) I don't think she ever had anything right in her life. Oh. Now that's depressing. You just ruined all these sex jokes about an old woman taking Sorry. it. She wasn't old. When, never mind. No, not no. I mean now. Like I was gonna try to make her life happy now. Tune in next time where I I, I will end the show better. It's Sunday morning. I what? told you before that when I think Sunday morning, I think adultery because I know songs about. I just started this show on the wrong note. You did. Yeah. Why do we start with adultery? We could we could have talked know. about Stormy Daniels or something to make it wackier. wackier. But she's so. Yeah, what is with Trump and the basic blondes? Like, he has no taste. He's basic as fuck, too. Like, there's only, like, one woman, I think it was the Playboy model, who was like, oh, okay, she's actually attractive. Yeah. Like, you know, not basic blonde. Oh, his daughter. I mean, thanks for listening. Peace and be safe. (laughs) Did Did you read that thing about him and Bill Gates? Where he, he kept asking Bill Gates What was daughter. the difference between HIV and HPV Yeah <laughs> Wait. He really doesn't know the difference between HPV and HIV